Good morning and welcome to worship today at Kern Church. Uh, My name is Will and I'm the pastor and it's a joy to be with you all this morning. If you're joining us at our online live stream, I want to say thank you for for making us a part of your worship experience. And and if you're watching later on, I want to say thank you for being here later on as well. I pray that this time of worship is inspiring in your life this day and every day. Well, right now I want to say a word of prayer as we we pray and ask God uh, just to be blessed. God, thank you so much for your time um, that you invite us into this space to worship you. I thank you for uh, partners in ministry that enable things like Trunk or Treat to be able to bless families. So not only at Trunk or Treat will families experience the joy of receiving candy, but if, but if there's real nourishment and food needs in their families, that, that they'll be able to experience blessing in that way as well through our partners at Second Harvest. I pray, God, that your spirit is blessed as your people worship you. Open our hearts to experience life with you, to experience life after the way of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Over the past, or several weeks ago, I guess at this point, we had uh, some major plumbing work done in our house, and that's two words you really want to hear together, major plumbing work. Uh, what had happened is that the kitchen sink started stopping up. And, and people are like, oh, you live with kids. You, 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 they probably stuff things down the sink. That does not happen in my household. Um, I, I have raised on a septic tank, and I have owned septic tanks before. You do not put anything in that toilet. Okay, that's like, uh, anyways, that's a rule. But I guess now that I've said that... Hmm. I don't want to eat those words either. But anyways, it was our, our kitchen sink that was stopping up and not from grease being poured down. But, but I, I thought, well, maybe years, years of, of, of neglect perhaps or what caused it. So the plumber came out and, and was working on this drain with, with due diligence and, 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 and vigor for like four hours. So much so that, that I had to miss an evening meeting that I had, 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 was supposed to be at. And, 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 and it wouldn't clear. The clog wouldn't clear. In fact, it became clear that um, it was not just a clog, but that the old cast iron drain lines in the house were more or less just uh, loved each other so much that they wanted to be together in, on the inside. And, and, and what that meant is that, is that the, the drain lines, and if you have cast iron you know, drain lines in your house, you've been through this or, or maybe you will be through this, but they were, they were corroded to the point that they were going to have to be replaced. So with the help of our trustees and, and, and a plumber, we came up with a plan, and, and, and this plan outlined, outlined how to fix the problem so that the water could then again be flowing. And the first step was to clear out debris and, and demo walls. That's so much fun. And to demo ceilings, except the ceilings were, were probably asbestos tiles. So we thought maybe it was best to leave those as they are and, and to, to find other ways of, of, of accomplishing the same thing. And, 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 and we cut a large hole through the deck. It was so much fun of tearing things out so that uh, things could be put in back. And so the plumber was able to come up with a plan to, to fix these issues, to reroute all the drain lines. He, he came up with a plan. It was presented to us, and, and it was able to be approved. And, 
And then about a week or later, later, he showed up with a helper and executed this plan. He, he did an amazing job. In fact, we were able to be in the house the evening that he started removing old pipes because he was working so efficiently and, and living into this plan. And everything worked according to plan with a few hiccups here or there that are always going to happen. And after this, we, we had to patch things up because things were tore out. And, and right now, we're, we're still probably about 90% complete uh, of, of having everything back to normal. But the important part of all of this is that there was a plan that was agreed upon. There was a plan that was agreed upon, and then we followed through with this plan. And anytime you go to build something or to work something, it's important to have a plan. I mean, maybe you are, are just assembling IKEA furniture. And, and, and IKEA furniture is um, a lot easier to assemble other, like, build yourself furniture because that's like the Swedes, right? They designed it to be, to be flat packed. And, anyways, but, but they have pictures and instructions. And, and some people are really opposed to following the instructions. I like the instructions because it makes things less frustrating later on, um, but it gives you an instruction plan for success, or, or maybe you're, you're repairing a, uh, an appliance at home, a clothes dryer, and what you do is you'll, you'll look up the schematic that you, you threw away in the instruction manual or hid somewhere, and so you look it up online and, and try to figure out how this thing works and, and figure out what piece is burned out or not working so you can, you can replace it. And then if there's a, a large construction project that, that you're a part of, there are going to be blueprints that then provide a, an overview of how things should be built, of how things should be constructed. And it's vital for those that are involved to be able to follow the plan to success. Now, if you were like me, perhaps you wish that life came with a set of blueprints, that life came with a set of plans that you could follow it out. I mean, this would have been so helpful for me over the past few weeks. I mean, my plan was to go on vacation with my family, for, and that would include being gone from Sunday worship for two weeks. And this was a great plan because uh, uh, Steve, our, one of our lay leaders, was going to preach for me, and it was going to just be amazing as he shares the gospel, and, and I'm able to re recuperate with family. Um, we were at Disney World, so I don't know how much recuperation was being done, but at least experiencing joy with, with the smiles of little kids, and, and everything was... It, it, in line, and then I took a COVID test for whatever reason the Sunday before we were supposed to leave, and it was positive. And so you're welcome. I didn't like to share with you, but 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 I also meant that I called Steve at 7:30 in the morning and said, um, Steve. <laughs> I just tested positive for COVID. But, I, you know, nobody had a plan for this. Nobody had a plan for this. And then, uh, like this past week, our, 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 our older daughter, we thought she had broken her arm at church. And, and our trustees don't need to worry. She didn't break her arm. Uh, so our trustees can have a break there. Um, but uh, that's just a trustees joke. Those trustees usually isn't a very funny place to be. Um, uh, but perhaps humor is appreciated on occasion. And, uh, and, and we thought she had, she had a broken arm. It ended up, you know, until midnight getting the scans, and it wasn't broken, thanks be to God. And, and then just two nights ago, or the night before last, 
Our youngest child was up all night throwing up, and so I was thinking, maybe there's some, like, am I going to have to miss another Sunday because I'm going to be sick again? I can't imagine that. Like, having a plan would have been so helpful over the past few weeks, but life doesn't come with a plan. Life doesn't come with, with, with blueprints. You know, do this, and you get this result. Focus on this one thing and you will have enough. It will be successful. I mean, many people will give you their opinion about whatever is going on in your life. You don't even need to ask them for it. They will gladly offer their opinion about how to be happy or successful in life. But, but, but in reality, there isn't just something simple that you can do to follow through. Life does not come with, with blueprints that account for complexities of everything that you face and everything that is going on. Now, while life does not come with blueprints, there is good news that there is one you can follow. There is good news that there is one you can follow. Life may not come with blueprints to execute, but faith comes with a master to apprentice under and to imitate. Faith comes with a master to apprentice under and to imitate. We've been talking about grace over these past few weeks and, and, and building on grace. And today, we're faced with the reality of uncertainty. Of uncertainty of circumstance and life that does not go according to plan. And, and uncertainty, I know that it is difficult. I mean, the, the, the bit of uncertainty I've had in my life over the past few weeks has been difficult. It, it's, it's minor in the scale of, of many things, but it's been difficult. And it's true, though, that in the midst of the difficulty, there is a way out. And the way out comes and not in following a plan, but the way out comes in following a person, a person, the true master, Jesus. To help share what I'm talking about, I want to share with you the teaching of another. I want to share with you something that came from the early Christian, an early Christian leader, a guy by the name of Paul, and what he had to say about this. And first, before I share what Paul had to say, I want to share a little bit about Paul himself. You see, Paul was someone who knew that, that life came with no blueprint. In fact, for much of his life, Paul thought that his life was going according to plan. He, he was living according to the right plans for much of his life, or what he thought were the right plans. He was a faithful Jewish person. He was training to be a religious leader in, in his community. And then something happened. Jesus came and, and, and Jesus' followers, these were Jewish people who were following the way of Jesus, Jesus' followers started to speak out and create some disturbances and to share that God had a new plan for, for salvation and for, for real life through the grace of Jesus. But Paul heard this and, and he knew that that had to be wrong. Because it didn't follow according to his original plans and his blueprints. And so Paul followed his training and his original plans. And what he did is he tried to put an end to the Jesus movement. He tried to put an end to the followers of Jesus. In fact, he was present at the execution of Jesus' followers. And then one time, he was, he was traveling to Syria. And, and his whole plan was to go and, and listen and try to find some Jesus followers and arrest them and bring them back to Jerusalem to, 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 uh, to put them on trial and, and hopefully imprison them. But something happened on this trip. 
that changed Paul forever, that changed his whole plans. You see, during this trip, and if you want to read about this, it happens in in Acts, which is a book in the Bible, Acts chapter 9. You can read about it. But Paul had an encounter with Jesus. And and Paul had an encounter with Jesus that was so powerful that what it made Paul do is it made him realize that his blueprints and his plans for living were wrong. And instead of, of having plans, Paul realized that he needed to follow something else, someone else. The Master, Jesus. And from this point on, Paul commits his life to, to living the way of Jesus. He, he totally changes his life by the power of the Holy Spirit, and God changes him, really. And he lives his life not according to a plan, but according to the grace of Jesus, according to the way that Jesus lives, apprenticing after Jesus, imitating the way of Jesus by telling others about Jesus. And what he does is he, he goes around the world and he plants churches, and, and this gets him into trouble. In fact, today, I want us to look at a letter that Paul wrote. And, and, and this is a letter that he wrote actually while he was in prison. I mean, Paul's original plan was to arrest Jesus' followers, to put them in prison. And now Paul, who is a Jesus follower, finds himself in prison. And it certainly wasn't his original plan to be there. So the letter I'm going to read comes is what is known as, as Philippians. And this is a letter that Paul wrote to Christians in the city of Philippi, which is a city in, in Greece. And in this letter, Paul tries to encourage followers of Jesus not to worry about following a plan so much, but instead to focus on imitating, apprenticing, and following the example of Jesus. Here, here's what Paul writes in Philippians chapter 1. He says this, Uh, Most important, live together in a manner worthy of Christ's gospel. That's kind of his introduction here. And and then Paul tells them what it means to live together in a manner that's worthy of the gospel, in a manner that's that's worthy of how to do this. And this all begins in in chapter 2 of Philippians. He writes this, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort in love, any sharing in the Spirit, any sympathy... Complete my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, being united and agreeing with each other. Don't do anything for selfish purposes, but with humility. Think of others as better than yourselves. Instead of each person watching out for their own good, watch out for what is better for others. So first, Paul gives them a general outline of what it means to live as a Jesus follower, of what it means to live a life of faith. And the life of faith is based around some basic principles for living, such as being united with one another in community. I shared about the church as a community of bringing people together and belonging. And Paul says that. He says, be united with one another. Don't live for selfish purposes. Walk with humility and think of other people as better than yourselves. And he tells them to just not watch out for themselves but, but to watch out for what is better for other people. And, and this is kind of a common theme in the writings of Paul, that uh, many of the writings of Paul actually have ended up in our Bible. And these are kind of common things that Paul would share. The, the key, though, in, in what he's sharing here is not so much this, but it's what comes next. 
Because what Paul will share them with them next is the origin of all this. It's the, it's the, the beginning of all this life of faith, the beginning of what creates and makes this possible. Because after all, these uh, best practices for faith are not built on just some type of plan, but they're still built on imitating and following after the way of someone else by imitating Jesus. And here's what Paul, Paul writes about that in, in chapter 2, verse 5. He says this, Adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not consider being equal with God something to exploit. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by becoming like human beings. When he found himself in the form of a human, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God highly honored him and gave him a name above all names, so that, all that, so that at the name of Jesus everyone in heaven, on earth, and under the earth might bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So how are you supposed to build a, a faithful life? How are you supposed to live a good life in the midst of a complexity that is all around? How are you supposed to be faithful in the midst of financial hardship or, or, or medical difficulties? I mean, there isn't a blueprint for this, but there is Jesus. There is Jesus. And Paul says that the key to, to building on grace and to living a life of faith is just following Jesus. It's to adopt the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. And the way to build a more faithful life, to live like Jesus, you just have to look at how, how Jesus lived and do the things that Jesus did to adopt the attitude that he has. And, and the way that Jesus lived is he thought of others before himself. I mean, he had a place of privilege. But he, he had a place of privilege through God, yet he didn't exploit his position of privilege. He washed out for others before himself. This means that, that Jesus himself is the one who steps forward and says, follow me, live like me, build upon the grace that I have, the grace that I live. This means living a life for people as Jesus lived a life for people. This means uh, attending to the practices of faith that are proven to help build your life in grace. Attending to the practices of faith that, that, that have been shown time and again to build faith. Things like daily Bible reading and prayer. This means spending time with, with other followers of Jesus who can encourage you, especially when times get hard. This means being in worship regularly and, and, and joining with others in worship regularly so that you can connect to a God who is bigger than you, who loves you. This means giving to things that are bigger than you. And that's why we talk a lot about generosity in the church because it's important to make an investment that is bigger than you and, and, and more eternal than your stock portfolio. No, but it really all comes down to just imitating the life of Jesus. Adopting the same mind that was in Jesus. Uh, another early faith leader whose, whose writing is included in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, says this, let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes upon Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter. So right now what I want to do is I, I just want to invite you, invite you to experience living after the way of Jesus. I invite you to experience Jesus just by turning your eyes 
to Jesus, fixing your eyes on Jesus. And one way that we will do that is by sharing in, in Holy Communion together this day. And as we share in Holy Communion, we share in a, in a recalling and a retelling of the life and the ministry of Jesus. We fix our eyes on the, the presence of Jesus and say, God, um, God, what does that mean? What does that do? And what we'll do is, is I'm going to share just a little bit about communion and, and the life of Jesus. And we're going to sing a song. And then we'll share in communion together. Because Jesus is the one that went around and, 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 and he, he healed people. And at one time, he was with a whole crowd of people who were needing healing. And have you ever been in a crowd of people? I just got back from Disney World. There was a lot of people there. And, 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 and they were paying Walt Disney to feed them. And, 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 and instead, Jesus says, you know what? I don't want you to pay to be fed. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to take this bread and I want you to eat it. And he healed these people. Jesus is the one who, who looked after others. One time he was in a big crowd of people again, but yet he felt somebody touch him. There was a woman who was sick and hurting, and she reached up and touched him, and Jesus said, who touched me? This power went out and healed this person. Jesus is the one who said, I came so that others may live. I came to preach release to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind. I came so that people may have life. Jesus is the one who, when, after, he, after He died and was resurrected, was walking with some followers of, of his, and they didn't realize it was him at the point, at the moment, and, and, and they started to share together the talk about everything that they had experienced in Jesus, and Jesus hurt for them because he was wondering why they were in such pain, they couldn't even see him, and so Jesus said, you know, as we break bread together, I am present. And Jesus became present for them. The way that this happens in the church is that we share the stories of Jesus. And then we eat the meal that Jesus taught us to eat. And the way that He did it is He met with His followers in a room together before he, would, before he would die. He washed their feet and He broke bread and He said, this is the body of Christ. This is my body which is given for you. Eat this every time you do in remembrance of Me. And so each time the church gathers, we, we, we gather around a table and we break bread together, inviting ourselves to belong, but it's God who does the inviting, inviting us to share with Him, with all the followers of Jesus. And, and then Jesus, after the supper was over, they took a cup and He said, this is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do in remembrance of Me. And so every time the, the people of God come to this table to eat and to drink, you participate in imitating Jesus, living after Jesus. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and the cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Jesus, O oh God, so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. Make us one with You, one in community with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Till You come again, and we feast at Your heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is Yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.
This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the cup of salvation poured out for you. God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for this holy meal. May it inspire in all who receive it the joy of following you, the hope of imitating your life, to live not for yourself, but live for others. Help us to follow after your way to build your kingdom here so that all may know your life-renewing love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Go forth from this place, imitating the ways of Jesus to build God's kingdom here and everywhere. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.